everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And if you're listening to this for the first time, we talk about publishing and marketing, and we give motivational quotes and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. We are not doing a movie today. We're actually recording this in the past for the future. Yes. Uh, because we actually haven't recorded The Last Starfighter yet. That's going to be the episode that we released this week. And when you listen to this, it's next week. And we're actually in Vegas doing a conference. So we're recording this a week ahead of time. And the reason we're doing it a week ahead of time is because we don't know if we're going to be able to record very well while we're in Vegas. And um, we are doing a test with microphones from my brother Josh just to see if they do better than the mic that we have and we usually use. And so if you have any feedback on this episode, please let us know because... On the audio, especially. On, on the audio, yeah. Mainly on the audio. And um, uh, let's see. Okay, so right now we are doing... Last week we did The Last Starfighter. I was going to say, we're doing The Last Starfighter this week. No. Last week we did The Last, last Starfighter. 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 <laughs> the Last Starfighter. <laughs> Anyway, so book updates. I've finished Forbidden Knowledge. It's it's Hooray. ready for me too. I know finally. It's and it's not finally. I was suffering from huge horrible morning sickness and I still got that book done in less than 2 months. So in about yeah, about a month and a half, which I'm like Ugh, I hate morning sickness, but I got a book written during that time. So I need to get that edited and then I'm going to start the next book which is called Demon of Darkness and we did our last visit with the school today which was a week and a half ago for those of you listening today. <laughs> and <clears throat> we're pretty, we're pleased with how it went. The kids are very receptive. We had a lot of fun. I showed them what my process is after my editor sends things back and the types of things that she comments on. And let's see what else is going on. I'm trying to remember. I can't. Anyway, so for today, we're just, we're going to talk about one quote and talk about it extensively. Nolan, do you want to read it? Yes. Never give up on a dream just because of the time it takes to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway by Earl Nightingale, which I'm sure we've had at least one other quote from. Yeah, we have. We've had one by him already. Don't know who he is. Should I don't either. I like his name quite he's a bit got, though. He's uh, got at least two quotes from us, so he's somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, he's right. You might as well spend the time doing things that you, I mean, obviously you do have to do things you have to do, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, think long-term, I guess. Yeah. Cause, uh, you're, you're going to be, I mean, you know, in case, unless you die, <laughs> heaven forbid, <laughs> 10 years from now, you had 10 years of time. Yeah. And so you might as well do some of the things you want in it. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I I pick I like this quote. I picked it because it's one that we could actually talk about for a little while. But because I mean, so never give up on a dream just because the time it will take to accomplish it, the time will pass anyway. So a lot of us we're like, why am I not being successful right now? And so we kind of I feel like we kind of drag our feet in starting or putting everything into it because we're I don't know, why why? Well, because it's I mean, it does take a lot of time. There's a lot of thankless time and obscurity yeah where nobody's gonna see any results for a long time yeah it's like if i start writing now in five years probably someone will give a crap yeah i mean honestly yeah that's well, a long and they, and it's, it could be sooner i mean 
outliers happen sooner and everybody make, wants to think that they're the outlier, but you're not. Plan on not being the outlier and suck yes. it up for five years. Yes. You're the guy, you're the one that's going to toil in obscurity for five years before anyone cares. If you yeah. go, if you think that way, you won't be disappointed. And if it happens sooner, then great. Yeah. And you can plan on it happening in five years. And if you're focused, it could happen faster, you know? Yeah. I just, people like want to, I mean, they're really excited about their thing and then that not everyone else is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when everyone else is like, yeah, great. So what? Then it's really discouraging. Yeah. Because you have like, usually your first book is like, or first project is your baby. Yeah. It's like your passion project. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what people want is mm-hmm. what you want. And then yeah. you learn that too. Yeah. And you're like, but I put my heart and soul into this and no one cares about my heart and soul. Yeah. No kidding. It's like, well, to be fair, and I've mentioned this before, how how often do you get things right the first time mm-hmm. in anything you do? Yeah. Almost never. And then something as complicated as writing a book or a series of books yeah. takes a long time to learn. And so, of course, you're not going to get it right the first time mm-hmm. and be famous the first time and be successful the first time or widely right or whatever other metric you want to assign to yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? I yeah. Mean, how many, you know, even really famous, talented people, how many hours have they really put into it? Yeah. A lot that you don't see. Yeah. You don't see them practicing eight hours, mm-hmm. 16 hours a day before they, you know, go on the field and play a yeah. game or something like that. So, okay. So my biggest point with this is, is make a long-term plan. Like sit down now and figure out what you need to do every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year to get to where you want to be. So if you want to be making $100,000 a month, then you've got to start planning now. How many books do you need to release to get that much? What kind of books? What kind of books should you be releasing? Because, you know, like there are some genres that just simply do not sell. Literary, literary fiction, comedy, comedy in other genres works well. You know, so if you've got comedy and romance or comedy and urban fantasy, but straight up comedy does not sell. Uh, poetry does not sell. Uh, let's see. Children's books don't sell. I mean, very, very rarely do people get successful with children's books. And one of the authors that I followed for a long time makes between two and 5,000 a month on kids books, but he's cranking out a picture book once a week and sometimes every other week. And I'm like, yeah, if you want to make a hundred, well, 50 kids books a year. Yeah. Per year, every year. Yeah. Then then consider that, consider that to be successful. But yeah, and again, how many words, you know, how many books do you want to put out a year? Yeah. How many words is that? How many words a day is that? Yeah. um, Just as an example, one of my friends posted on the 20 books to 50K group. uh, Her name is Elena Johnson. If you want to go and find her, she just posted how much she's making and it's, it's decent. I don't want to share it without, because I don't have her permission, but she posted how much she's making, which go, if you're not in that group, if you are in that group or get that get in that group and then search for Elena Johnson and she posts about how much she's making right now per, per year. And it is a very nice figure. And she's writing 5,000 words every single day almost. She says she has about eight days off a month, but she writes 5,000 words every single day. And she, and I'll just tell you, she used to be making 10,000 a month. She's not making 10,000 a month anymore. She's making well over that. And so she, uh, she writes uh, two to three books a month. Her books are between 30,000 and 55,000 words long. So some of, them are, some of them are novellas and some of them are full-length novels. But if you want to be having the kind of success that a lot of these authors are having, you need to make it a habit to be writing and to be 
releasing solid books regularly, you know? And again, it has, it has to depend on what stage of life you're in. Like if you're in the same stage I'm in, I'm, you know, pregnant right now and it's our third child and we have a five-year-old and a two-year-old who turns three on Saturday, which means he's already three for our listeners. But, (laughs) but, um, you have to make allowances for what part of life you're in. If your kids are older and they don't require you touching them all the time and holding them and, you know, feeding them, then you have a little bit more free time. I know life is busier in other ways, but it's less busy than when you have kids that need to be held and need to be fed, you know, where you, I have to make our kids food or they starve to death. <laughs> but and I'm still able to get writing done. I don't think there's a good excuse for any stage of life for not being productive at all. I mean, it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not as productive as my friend Elena is. And her youngest is like in junior high. And she she talked to me. She's like openly admitted her youngest. Her, she's like, my kids do not require as much physical time now. So she's able to write a lot more now, more than I am, you know. But the thing is, if I've got a solid outline, I can dictate five to 10,000 words a day because I mean, forbidden knowledge, I dictated over 10,000 words that last day and it didn't kill me. It was super easy. The problem, the hard thing is I have to feel good enough to write the outline. The outline is really, the outline for me is where the brain takes place, you know, and when I'm feeling like throwing up all day, I can't do that very well. But anyway, so, um, So sit down and figure out where you want to be and don't, don't be unrealistic, like set your goals based on how much you know you can do and you can't control downloads. You can't control sales, but you can control finding readers. That's something you have in your control, finding subscribers and, and releasing books. And if your books are good and you're releasing quality books with good book covers and good descriptions, then it will naturally follow that you will start making money. And again, like depending on how hard you hit it, some authors, I've seen some authors hit the ground running and make, you know, 50,000 a month off of three books. I told you about my one author, the author that I met, we've talked a few times, but the problem with that is he can't replicate it. He ended up having to get a job again because his first three books did so well, but then when they were done, his next books, his next series didn't do as well. And so I'm going to tell you right now, it is better to aim for a slow and steady increase in, in, in downloads than it is to get a one hit wonder because one hit wonders, they're false, you know, like people quit their jobs and then they end up having to get a job again in six months. Yes, it's true. I don't know. I mean, um, th- that's the, one of the problems of having success off so few books is that they don't have anything else to read mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to keep up with what they want to read. So you lose those readers. Yeah. I mean, not that success is something to avoid if it comes early, but just keep in mind, you you don't necessarily learn the lessons of what it, you know, you're like, what the heck did I do? How do yeah. I do it again? Yep. Um, you know, what do they read now? And then they're like, oh, they still only got three books and we're done yeah. or two or one or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's usually, I don't know. I mean, it sucks, but pe- what sells now is series and box sets, yep. really. I mean, you're not like you write a book to get to a complete box set mm-hmm. and then you push the box set. Yeah. First book in your series. Yep. You know, I mean, maybe you don't want to hear that, but. Well, and Elena has been writing for probably longer than I have. Uh, She's got nine traditionally published books and a hundred to 200 indie author books. And uh, she, I remember like I've, we've been friends for a while and a couple years ago, about a year ago, Let's see. I'm trying to remember what order. Um, a couple of years ago, she wasn't doing very well because she had wasn't. She'd released a few of her Western romances, but she had really good success. And then she 
the readers didn't have anything to do. And so she wasn't sure where to go. And then last year she was having a hard time selling her backlist. And in her post on, on the 20 books, 50 K group, she talks about Amazon ads and things like that and how she really narrowed in on what would work for her uh, genre and what would work for her books. But she also has so much in her backlog now that when a reader discovers her, they've got a lot of books to read. And so if your one hit wonder ends up being book number 70 instead of book number two, the chances of you being uh, making a lot more money are a lot higher. And so... Yeah, you're not going to fluctuate as much, like yeah. ups and downs. Yep. It tends to slowly go up or slowly... I mean, it can go up quickly, but it, when it goes down, it's slower because those people are in your ecosystem, if yeah. you will. And there's just plenty of places for them to go from there. Exactly. So if you're if you're focusing on finding readers and building relationships with rips relationships with those readers and then helping them find your books and constantly producing more books like and i'm not gonna i mean nolan and i have talked about this before i we both feel strongly that it's more important to release quality books a little bit slower than it is to release not so quality books really quickly because then your backlist if something ever happens to ku and you're all in ku and you're not getting those pages read anymore and you take those books to a different retailer and they flop because other book readers are maybe pickier and they're not willing to buy the books they're willing to read them for free in KU but not buy them uh, so you need to find that sweet sp- that sweet space and I'm not saying Elaine's books are that way actually I've enjoyed several of her books that I've read and but but she's got experience I mean for heaven's sake she's been doing it for a long time yeah. but I mean some of the authors who do put out a lot of books you can tell that they've got burnout and they're only doing it to I have read some of these some of them are very successful people that we've talked to and I, I read one of them and I was like I can't go on it's really bad yeah. I don't know why you make so much money and this is not very good. Yeah. So, Quality wise, not just like this isn't my genre. It's literally my genre. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine me not liking like the, just from the description and I yeah. did. It was hollow feeling. Yeah. It really wasn't that entertaining. The characters weren't interesting. I mean, it was just. Yeah. So, I mean, my, I, my biggest thing is I, you plan, you want to plan for your future. Like the quote says, the time is going to pass anyway. Plan to release good quality books, put the time into them that you need to put into them. Realize that this is not a short-term plan. I mean, you want do you want to be writing five years from now? Do you want to be writing 20 years from now? Do you want to be writing frantic books that don't fulfill you? And I mean, a lot of the authors that do release books really quickly, they burn out really quickly, you know? Yeah, how many time how many think of a genre a giant spaceship space opera which is a thing apparently yeah um can you write 40 of those (laughs) you know that's a lot of the same kind of thing to write Mm -hmm. um it's easier in romance because romance is based off of real life yeah and you don't have to make up magic you don't have to make up fighting weapons yeah but i mean a lot of people i mean there are certain fantasy sci-fi genres do very well. Yeah, yep. Not necessarily romance well. We'd all we all wish we were romance authors. At least I do anyway. <laughs> um I just it just probably end up being boring erotica, honestly. <laughs> if you wrote romance? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh but it can be difficult cuz like part of the the sell, the sell on those genres is uniqueness. Yeah. And like having really complicated backstories yes, yep, that explain your yep. cosmology. Yeah, like fantasy, people like the in-depth. They like the the richness that comes from a different planet or a different world or a different magic system, you know? Right, every time. And it's like, yep. how, how am I going to change the laws of the universe every, every series? Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, in a way that's fun and interesting and, yep. and you know, and that's, and then 
being able to craft it and portray it in a way that's... With characters that have growth that's satisfying, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of work. It is. But okay, so, so the point of this is not to discourage you. The point of this is to make you... Uh, want to sit down and plan out the next several years. Yeah. Uh, who was it actually? It was Dave Ramsey was talking about how poor people think about the now and wealthy people plan for the future. And like, it's a mindset where, where that's, that's kind of, it, I don't know. I know that's Hooray, it's Friday. Oh no, it's Monday. Yeah. He's like, hooray, it's Friday. Oh no, it's Monday. People who have a plan and are going somewhere, they're excited. They, they're reaching towards something in the future, in the distance that does not affect their Monday through Friday. And they're doing their Monday for, through Friday to get to that point in the future. And it's not a, it's not something to be like, ah, oh, crap, I've got only two days off from work and then I have to go back, you know, writing. If this is what you want to be doing, you shouldn't be feeling that way about writing. And if you are, you've got to figure out how to revitalize yourself, but you need to find a way to produce as much books as quickly as you can in as fast a time as possible books that are good and that you're excited about. And you have to find out, find what your pace is. Uh, if your pace is really slow, find a ways to find ways to speed that up. But the faster you release, we already know this, the faster you release books that people want to read, the more money you make. But then, so you have to make sure you plan for breaks, you plan for vacations so that you're not burning out because, um, and that's the other thing, Kirsten, we've talked about Kirsten Osborne before. She releases a whole ton of books and she plans for a whole week off every single month so that she does not get burnout. And that's, it's very, very important. It's very important for you to plan for time off and plan how much you want to be writing and how often you want to be releasing how, and then how you're going to find your readers. And if you, if you know that you might not be successful for four years, make sure that your books you're releasing now get solid reviews and get solid attention so that when you're ready, they will hit the ground running. Yeah. I mean, you do have to have a certain minimum threshold of quality or you'll turn people off once they do find you like, yeah. oh, book, you know, this book's really good. And they go back and read your other stuff and it's not as good. And then it's not as good. Yeah. That's why I re re relaunched and re-released the Klenya series because people would discover me through the Mosaic Chronicles and love my stuff and then they never could finish the Key of Klenya, you know? Right. And so the rest of the books in that series, I have several, I had several readers that would be like, well, I kind of had a slug through the Key of Klenya, but the rest of the books of the series were so good. And I'm like, that's not good. Nobody's ever going to read the rest of the books if somebody who is not as dedicated doesn't want to slug through the first book. And so that's why relaunching a series or relaunching books is a good idea, you know? Anyway, that's actually something that people who produce books regularly, like the books that, you know, the ones who produce a book or two every single month, if KU does go down, guess what? They've got tons of books they can go in and tweak and make them the way they really, really want them and then start releasing them wide, you know? That's a good thought. That just made me happy. <laughs> it's good to have a lot of material, but it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. So like the what the two Western romances I've got written, I haven't released anything since December. How, when was the last time we ran ads on those? February, probably. And we still get downloads on them. Yeah. They still get read and I'm not doing anything with them. And my thing, they're, they're good books. I wrote them with a lot of passion and heart. Uh, they're not as long as I would like them to be. And so I would like to go in and, you know, increase the word count on them, just add a few more scenes and things like that. And I'm like, I can actually do that, you know, and I'm not going to release them. Why that book, that author name will always be in KU. Just, I just don't have the time to manage two pen names in multiple retailers. All right. Uh, any final comments on that? No, it's all good stuff. 
Yeah, it's it's all within our power. That's that's the other thing. I think we mentioned that. Stop blaming other people for any any things that are falling apart. Don't blame readers. Don't blame your family. You know. Yeah, I mean, you may not have a lot of time, but what time you do have? What are you doing with it? Yeah, I mean, if you writers write. Yeah, writers write <laughs> from uh, throw mama from the train. Oh yes, writers write. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can't be a writer if you don't write. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not an astronaut if you don't go into space, I guess. I yeah. Mean, you know, I mean, there, you, you have to do the thing that you claim. Exactly. You're, you're not that thing. Yeah. If you watch TV, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, five years from now, you're not going to care about that episode that you're dying to watch, you know? So maybe even a year from now, I mean, are you going to care more that you're keeping up on your favorite TV show or that you wrote 20 books in like a year and during the time that you watch that favorite TV show, you know? I mean, that's, that's the way I view it. Like I, there's some TV shows that I absolutely love. And I mean, what, you know, we don't watch TV very much anymore. There was time when we did, you know, but I mean, those episodes don't necessarily make you a better writer. You know, some of it could be if you're doing it if it's on in your genre, like Grimm, you know, Grimm actually gets me ideas for my series it's and urban books. Fantasy. It's fantasy. Yeah. It's urban, urban fantasy. fantasy. And I write urban fantasy. But my point is watching, I mean, all of these things, I mean, okay. So how much time are you devoting to relaxation? Like I've got to relieve stress. I've got to relieve stress. I mean, is it necessary to relieve that much stress? Would writing relieve stress more because A, you're reaching your goals and B, you're doing something you're passionate about, you know? So but seriously, plan for the long game. Make sure you know where you want to be and make sure you have a way to get there. And uh, I'm actually going to be doing a couple of courses. I haven't started them yet, but I want to do a course that's for authors that have zero books out, one that's for authors who have one to five, and then one that, for people that have, I don't know, maybe one. Well, six plus. <laughs> maybe zero to five and then like six to like 15 or six to 20 or whatever or even six to 10 actually, and then 10 plus, and then do courses and give you like, if you want to do KU, this is what you should be doing. If you want to do Y, this is what you should be doing. And if you want to do a mix, this is how you do it. And then all the different things that you want to have in place and then everything, just basically how to be successful doing that, that many books based on where you are. And if that's something you'd be interested in, uh, let me know. And I mean, I'd like to do it anyway, but I'll make it more of a priority priority if I know people are interested. Oh, and there's the other thing. We were thinking about doing one-page manuscript critiques on our podcast from our Patreon supporters. So what we would do is we would read like the first page of your manuscript and then we would critique it on air or privately for people maybe who pay a little bit more and don't want it to be pretty, uh, pri- uh, public. What do you think? Yeah, sure. And if that's also something you'd be interested, let me know, uh, Andrea at selfpublishedwrong.com. I almost gave my email address from five years ago from when my dad's server died. (laughs) Andrea at, no, it's gone. You can't email me there anymore. So let me know about the courses that I'm thinking about. And then if you want us to do one page manuscript critiques, you know, because that first page really is the most important page in your whole story. Anyway, I think that's everything. Yeah. Okay. So... Josh is downstairs watching So un, un, so Undercover. So Undercover. I almost said So Unbroken again. <laughs> he's watching So Undercover. We're borrowing his mics, and he's probably having the time of his life watching that movie. We we said in the episode for it that we were going to do our episode and then never talk about it again, and I just brought it up. Why? Why Be- did you do that? Because I'm an evil person. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, if you haven't already, come join the BookBub Promotions More group, and... I'm in a box set that is on Story Bundle that Kevin 
Janderson put together. It's for authors. It's books on building your business and making sure you have a successful future. And my book, um, how to, it's the one about taking your manuscript and polishing it into a rock solid book is in that. And Dean Wesley Smith is in that box set. Christine Catherine Rush, Joanna Penn, uh, Kevin J. Anderson, Craig Martell, who is from the 20 Books of 50K group, and a whole bunch of other really, really awesome authors. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But uh, if you want to go and find that, I don't know how to link in the episode. I'll get the link to Josh. Anyway, so link in the show notes episode. And I'll post that in the BookBub Promotions and More group, actually. And then, yeah, so go grab that. It's It's got really awesome books in it. All right. If you have any questions, send me an email at Andrea at selfpublishedstrong.com and J- Josh Nolan. Uh, where can people find you? On Instagram. Ooh. Wow. When did this happen? Like three days ago. So like a week and two weeks ago for li- so like listeners. Two, so oh yeah, we're in the future. <laughs> um, Art with Nolan. Yeah. Go look him up. Art with Nolan. I will be getting a Facebook and Twitter at some point, but at least I have a thing. Yeah, he does. And he's got six followers already know, in a few and days. I haven't really done anything. He's um, posted. No, you've posted six posts. You have six followers and you're following six people. There we go. Six, six, six. We yeah. have the screenshot. We to do. prove that I am the beast. You're the devil. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it's a, a little Hollywood or sorry, not Hollywood, Halloween themed. Yeah, because that's where we're in right now. October. Yeah. So... Not everything will be things climbing coffins out of coffins, and, yeah. but uh, pretty much, let's face it, a lot of it will be. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's it's Nolan style. <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. There's monsters and giant robots everywhere. So so if you want to follow him on Instagram, just so you can see what art we're talking about that he's been doing and things like that. Um, Yeah, just to follow him, just to see that he really is an artist. I'm really, not just... I'm really there. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, mostly pen and ink stuff right now, and then there's one of the one. elements from the kids book like the secret stone yeah and then there's the memento mori or whatever oh yeah that one's from years ago so there's some like way old school stuff from like 10 years ago that i did that i'm posting and that's then... still really good the one that is his profile picture is my favorite picture he's ever done oh sad i've done why so many. i don't know because it's so good it just it hits me and i hate skulls and i i love that the way it's done so skulls everywhere yeah it's not like the skulls aren't in your face. It's like she's standing on skulls, which sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So art with Nolan, right? Art, yes. Yeah. Art so go look him up and yeah. Yeah. I'll be filling that out and making uh, more things for that. Yeah. Make it look fancier. Mm-hmm. Same with Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. We finally, I mean, we've been wanting to do art for him, like get his art career up and off the ground. And we just struggled with knowing where to have him start. Yeah, because I got a lot of stuff. I mean, I do a lot of stuff and I have a lot of stuff from before, mm-hmm. like hundreds of things, quite yeah. literally. So yeah, it's all just sitting around. Yeah. Yeah. And I posted his, one of his art pieces in Book Web Promotions and more just because I was like, I know a lot of my listeners are here. Just so you know, he really is an artist. And one of the authors was like, does he have an Instagram account? I totally follow him. And we were like, yeah, sure. Why not? Wow. So you've got a, you've got a fan already before even starting. Before even beginning. The Instagram. Yeah. And so we got him, we got his Instagram account set up and she followed him and he's got six followers now. Hooray. That's pretty exciting. 
anyway, um, yeah, so Art with Nolan, and I don't have an Instagram account. I don't plan on ever getting one just because I'm just... There's so many things. There's so many things. I can't do them all. And Nolan doesn't do Facebook, so Instagram could be what you do. Yeah, I'll make a Facebook just to link. Link the two. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Twitter at some point. Yep. And link them. But yeah, so I'm in the BookBub Promotions and More group or on email, Andrea at selfpublishedstrong.com, and Nolan is on Instagram art with nolan so yeah come find us and ask any questions if you want and support us on patreon a dollar a month to get marketing questions answered to get a free course oh yeah if you support us on patreon for a dollar a month we automatically give you a free 25 dollar coast course which tony you still haven't told me which one you want so <laughs> tell me which one you want so yeah one dollar gets you 25 dollars worth of stuff so. yeah and then we uh, answer your questions questions and Movie you can requests. recommend movies yeah thank you for the last starfighter I mean, yeah that Andrea. was that was fun actually i don't think i really watched it the first time uh, that hurts me so much when you say that <laughs> well we'll talk about it in last week's episode <laughs> so by the time they hear this they've already heard what <laughs> that's true okay so the end the end okay talk to y'all later bye bye